What's up, guys? You're listening to the Life in Motion audio experience, featuring interviews around travel, action sports, culture, and more. What's up, guys? In episode 18 of the Life in Motion audio experience, Will Rivera shares his story of how snowboarding not only turned into a coaching career, but has allowed him to use his love for snowboarding to help kids with things like video parts and competitions all over the world. Check it out. What's up, guys? I've got Will Rivera here on the phone, um, who is the head snowboarding coach for multiple camps and kind of programs, um, which we'll kind of get into a little bit later. Um, but you all might notice a little bit of a common theme here. Um, Will and I actually met each other uh, years ago at Camp Woodward, um, like most of my guests that I have on here. Um, and he's also one that kind of showed us um, or let us know about Eli, um, the young snowboard shredder that you see pop up on the Illumin Facebook and Instagram pages from time to time. So he definitely has a good eye for talent um, in the snowboarding world. Um, but let's get into things a little bit, Will. Um, you know, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, kind of what your story is, um, you know, where you're from, your hobbies growing up, those kinds of things. So let's see, where do I start? Uh, well, I was born in the Dominican Republic, which is obviously an island in the Caribbean. Lots of uh, snow. <laughs> lots of snow there. No more palm trees and surf. But uh, yeah, I think growing up, my hobbies were definitely uh, sort of board sports, like skateboarding, tried a little bit of surfing, stuff like that. Um, definitely went into more once I moved into the States when I was uh, around nine years old. I moved to New Jersey. That probably started more uh, kind of skateboarding and, and other sort of uh, action sports like that. Uh, I really didn't get into snowboarding probably till I was going to say 14, 15 years old. Uh, we had a couple hills that had some snow on it and we decided we were going to jump over bushes. And that was our, our big thing. It was finding where we can find some hills to, to, you know, hawk our, our meat and then <laughs> just hopefully land on our feet. Uh, but yeah, once I got into sort of the, the snowboard part of it, it kind of enveloped my life and uh, tried, you know, I went to, after high school, I went to school for, for video production. Um, and, and once I, I wanted to pursue sort of more of the snowboard uh, industry, I started, uh, I moved to Vermont. Uh, was the first time I moved to a, to a mountain uh, okay. that wasn't sort of a side hill in New Jersey. And uh, that kind of opened it up to, to a bunch of things. Um, and, and, you know, we can go into a lot of other stuff from there, but that's, you know, sort of my backstory into, into snowboarding. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, um, yeah, it sounds like kind of an interesting progression from from waves to um, New Jersey to uh, freezing Vermont. So, how? Yeah. So, I guess one one question I have, I guess, well, growing up skating, were, were um, in New Jersey, were you close to any parks or anything like that, or was it just kind of a couple like neighborhood kids that kind of got together and started skating that way? Well, yeah, I mean, we we would uh, we luckily uh, knew that the that New York City was only a 20 minute bus ride from my house. Okay. Uh, so I remember, you know, at 11, 12 years old and, and, you know, my mom definitely, I got grounded a lot for, for going <laughs> into New York by myself, but we would go into New York city and, and found out that it was obviously 
uh, escape Mecca over there with parks in, in different places uh, and just street spots and just, you know, learning, learning how to be 12, 13 year olds in, in, in New York City. And back then, let's just say uh, Times Square wasn't as, as clean or as Disney-like as, yeah. it, as it is now. So definitely, uh, you know, I think it was a good learning experience for a 12-year-old me that now uh, a 40-year-old me enjoys that he can go around the city and know where everything is. You know, we definitely uh, were, 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 learning, were learning on the fly when we went out there. But yeah, we had New York City, which just has parks and street spots. And I think now it has even more spots and street spots than a lot of other places. There's just cement skate parks everywhere. Uh, Chelsea Piers is is one of the the ones we used to go to a lot, and uh, used to be wood ramps. Now it's all cement, which is a uh, pretty cool. I like skating transition in my old age. So yeah, it's probably I, pretty cool, kind of seeing the parks kind of transition through the years and or transform through the years, I should say, as well. Um, so with the snowboarding part of things, I mean, when you think of you know New Jersey, New York, or whatnot. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is not snowboarding for me. Snow, for sure, but not boarding. But I could be wrong. So how how did you – you said, you know, just trying to jump bushes or whatever. Did you guys actually have, like, snowboards, or was it just, like, a skateboard deck that you would jump on? Or, like, what – how did that kind of happen? Well, I, we definitely – I mean, being skateboarders, we kind of – I think we, we saw that uh, – some snowboarding in videos, and we were, like, that kind of resembles skating. So we were, like, that's – try some of that uh i think one of the 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 kids in the in in my little crew had uh had a you know was the first one with a snowboard so we all kind of shared it okay. or, or our regular boots or whatever and then little by little i think we all decided to get some snowboards i think my first snowboard um i actually got yelled at a lot by my grandfather because i saved up money for i was saving up money for a car but I decided to buy a snowboard and every time I would ask him for his car, he would tell me to ride my snowboard to places. So I think I may have made the wrong choice at first, but you know what? I feel like now that I look back at it, it's become my, my, you know, my profession. So it's, it's a, uh, it wasn't a bad, a bad, uh, couple hundred bucks to spend. Um, <laughs> no turning I got back. A car later on, so, so we, I, I got a car and a snowboard you know, a couple of years later. So um, right. I, did, I did end up taking a lot of public transportation until I saved up money for, for, for the car. Once nice. more. <laughs> um, so, so you mentioned um, kind of, so growing up and, and going to, you know, New York city um, for skating and stuff like that. When did you, I guess, and then you mentioned later, you know, moving to Vermont or whatnot for mm -hmm. snowboarding, but when did you kind of start like taking like longer distance trips kind of, especially with snowboarding as far as, um, you know, I don't know where the closest, you know, um, mountains or slopes or whatnot are, um, from New Jersey or not, but what, what did that kind of look like growing up? Did you have to take a lot of trips or? Yeah. I mean, we have a, there's a, you know, mountain Creek or, uh, as it was called back then was Vernon Valley. Uh, it was a small little hill, uh, a little bit bigger than, than the hill we were doing, uh, Kind of jumping over bushes, but it was you know it had ski lifts and all that stuff, and um, our our big trip was to like Killington, Vermont. We would that was like the let's go to the big mountains. Um, so we would take 
we would take kind of weekend trips as much as we can. Once we knew that Vermont and like Maine and sort of New England area had bigger hills or somewhat mountains, uh, we decided we were going to take trips up there. And uh, the first time to Killington, I was like, you know, it was, you know, uh, looking at how, how big those were compared to my mountains. It was, yeah. it was kind of, uh, I was in awe for sure. Um, but now, you know, traveling to other places, it's, you know, it, it, I, I'm, I'm glad I had that learning curve into what else transpired in, you know, my career. Yeah, definitely. So, so to kind of get in that a little bit now, um, like you said, you've kind of turned this in from, uh, from those random trips now to, um, kind of turning snowboarding into, yeah, like a coaching career, like you just said, um, and helping these younger generations come up and whatnot. What, what kind of, you know, what is it about, you know, snowboarding and, you know, even just action sports in general that kind of kept you, um, hooked over the years and, and kind of, you know, was um, what I'm trying to say kind of led you to find um, a path where, you know, you could, could make a career out of it, um, you know, rather than, you know, a random office job or anything like that. You know, I guess what, what kind of motivated you and kept you hooked throughout the years to do that? So, so like I said, uh, you know, I, I have a, it's funny. I have a fun, a bunch of uh, a bunch of my family members, you know, that are around or have passed it. They, they were all doctors like my uncle and my grandfather were both doctors and uh I, I i sort of never saw myself as pursuing sort of a uh, like you said a desk job or sort of kind of following in the footsteps of the family which you know it's they they did great with that and 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 you know that was their 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 thing um i sort of after after college you know i went to to school for video production i was always filming a lot of my friends skateboarding and and doing whatever action sports biking whatever it was um after i graduated from college i was like uh, i i would love to move to the mountains and see how that you know how that would work you know it was uh i was i got tired of being being like a weekend warrior yeah at the, at the mountains so i was like let me look into into what mountains you know, and going to to Killington in Vermont, or you know, I also looked into Colorado. But uh, the first place I got a call from was Mount Snow, Vermont, and they uh, they were like, "We we could use you to come be an instructor uh, at our at our mountain." They were looking for instructors to teach kids how to teach kids and adults how to just learn how to snowboard. And I thought this is the best job for me right now, you know. And yeah. and I kind of put the sort of the the video production and that that sort of thing and in, in sort of in the back burner a little bit. Um, I think, you know, and we're talking about that was 98, 99, you know, the, the video equipment or all the other, all the fancy stuff you see now with, with, with iMovie and all this, it wasn't, it wasn't the case back then. We were, we were videoing our friends with giant cameras and all this. So I definitely, definitely, <laughs> At that point, I was like, you know what? Let me take a break from this, and uh, let let me see if I can uh, pursue snowboarding. I kind of, you know, everybody's like the cliche. Like, uh, I became sort of a ski or a snowboard bum, and and moved to the mountains and got a job at Mount Snow, teaching people how to how to snowboard. Uh, just from from a beginning stage to, you know, it transpired in in a year to, you know, uh, helping them 
learn how to get around the, the steeper stuff on the mountains and even uh, the, the, some of the snowboard parks that were, that, that mountain snow had to offer in the, in the early stages over there. And, and that kind of little, little fire under, under my butt. And, uh, you know, I thought, you know what, I would love to help kids get better at, 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 at slope style or at half pipe. It, it sort of, you know, I, I was never, I, I never really had the, the, the skill to, to become a pro snowboarder, but I, I kind of saw, I, I, I always studied a lot of things and I knew that I could, I could help kids get better at, at that part because I, I, I had that, uh, that evil Knievel attitude inside <laughs> me. So I figure I, I try to get that out of them. Um, and, and, and started a, a small little group within the, the, the instructor sort of sector there where I would teach kids how to ride, how to ride the park and how to be proper etiquette at the park. You know, a lot of things that, that kids take for granted, even in, in skateboard parks or, 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 or any snowboard parks, it's, it's sort of that, that etiquette of, you know, making sure to, to look around, make sure to look at something before they jump it, look at uh, the rail or something, you know, the, those little things. I think it was more informative so that any of those kids that went in there weren't sort of, uh, you know, out of their element. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of making sure. Yeah. Like you said, the adequate and making sure not cutting anybody off and all that stuff. Um, so, it, so it sounded like the, the coaching thing just kind of was a natural progression. Then you said you kind of got that, um, that group together of instructors and whatnot. Um, and that you just kind of love, you know, kind of, kind of pushing, kind of pushing kids and, you know, you know how to help, help them with their, their stance or, you know, whatnot. So how, so from there, how long, um, I guess what, what transpired after you kind of got that, that group together, um, in Vermont, like how long were you there doing that for and and whatnot? So, so that was actually my first year there. It was, I went from teaching kind of the beginner groups to sort of having uh, the, 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 this group of the same kids uh, in the same year, the same kids that, that would want to go ride the park. And that was sort of my, I kind of created my own, my own group of like four or five kids that, uh, that we would just go and, and, and kind of loop around the park and, and, you know, kind of getting them to, to uh, push it out of their comfort zone. Uh, and this, like I said, this was back when, you know, like parks were still, you know, small and, 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 you know, not, not the, the big 90, you know, 80, 90 foot jumps that you see out there. They were still, you know, it was still a, a smaller features and it was good for a lot of those kids, you know, it helped with their, their learning curve and I uh, just, just working, working their way to something bigger, you know, and pushing them, pushing them where they might be scared to do something, helping them kind of battle through it. And, and that sort of led, uh, after that first year, uh, there was, a, a, an academy right at Mount Snow, which, uh, called Mount Snow Academy, which is pretty easy name to remember. <laughs> um, they, they had kind of, heard about what I was doing with, with sort of that instructor group and the kids I had. And, um, they, they offered me a job at their academy, uh, full time or sort of winter term. So like, you know, I was working, I was working kind of winter term anyway with the instructing, but this was 
a, a permanent group of the same kids the whole the whole winter and and uh they actually did a it's a you know it's a it's a snowboard academy so they go to school as well as ride and their schedule kind of you know uh sort of intertwined with each other okay. uh, and the same thing i'm doing now and i'll explain that what i got going now but that was sort of my introduction to the to to that world was somebody came up to me um this guy steve kwasniewski was the first coach because before you know there's a kind of a difference between an instructor sort of you know there, there's a difference between i guess an instructor and a coach uh there is sort of the they tell kind of the same line, but an instructor is usually uh, working more of the, the technical side of snowboarding. Uh, a lot of technical terms, whereas, you know, coaching is sometimes a little more technical and tactical. You know, it's like you learn how to do a 360 and this is how you do it. And then where, what, what feature to do it on, you know, it's yeah. like that, the difference between technical and tactical um, and sort of breaking that down for, for some of the some of the kids um so you know he, i i i had a good a good run there for six years um yeah six or seven years of mount snow and decided that after pushing a lot of the you know pushing a lot of my kids you know to progress i sort of became a little stagnant and decided to move out west um to to uh vale colorado Okay. Uh, took a job, same at, at, a, at another snowboard academy, but needed a, needed some bigger hills. Kind of ran to the bigger hills, and 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 that's where it took it. it took the transition into there. Um, so, so is there is there a really a, uh, that big of a difference, I guess, between the, like the two locations as far as um, the mountains and hills and all that kind of stuff, and even like the, I guess, the different features that the parks have. Yeah, I mean, back then, and, and Mount Snow now is probably one of the, well, I'm going to say it's probably the best the best East Coast uh, park, if not could rival some of the best snowboard parks out West. Uh, they call it, they call it Corinthia. And like, like I said, any, I couldn't go anywhere. And that was my first home uh, was Mount Snow, Corinthia. But yeah, I mean, uh, out West, the longer seasons, the, the more, uh, consistent weather pattern it would snow and and have a you know a, a, a season that started from november and go all the way to april uh lots of snow good amount of terrain uh steeper steeper terrain so parks were easier to be built there uh bigger features it, it definitely definitely it's an advantage i think because of just uh just uh size of 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 the hill and just consistent weather that um, I, I can't say it's better, but it's just, it's, it's different. So, it, you know, I needed, I think I needed a change of scenery for myself, yeah. but also felt like I kind of, you know, I, uh, once I felt very comfortable at Mount Snow, I sort of, you know, you know, needed to progress in myself in my coaching. So I needed a, I needed a change and it definitely was, it definitely was a little drastic but i i sort of had planned it already so it wasn't it wasn't that that bad you know i i knew that if it didn't work out i could always get on a plane back to vermont and go back to to mount snow and i knew that mount snow would always take me back but i uh you know i need i needed that i needed that change just to to see what was out there like anybody yeah 
So, and so once you got there, was it kind of like similar, um, as, I mean, I know you said it was another academy that you worked out there, I guess, did, when did things start progressing as far as, um, you know, the, I guess the, maybe the group of kids that you're with or kind of the teams, um, kind of how, how did that yeah, I mean, progress I, like once you got out there or anything? Yeah. I mean, I mean, at Mount Snow, I had really, really talented kids. I think at every academy I had very talented kids, you know, you definitely, uh, get a, uh, 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 a mixture of, 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 different abilities in, in anywhere you go. Uh, I had really, really good, uh, naturally talented kids at Mount Snow. Then there was the kids that worked hard and, and got to that, to that spot where they were doing, you know, high level tricks and, and doing well at, at big competitions. Um, and it was the same kids, uh, you know, not the same, same, same exact kids, but you know, a different group of kids at, at Vail, the Vail School uh, VSSA, uh, and, and it was just a, a change of scenery, a change in, in, in sort of the group of kids, but sort of same level, uh, you know, high, you know, high level athletes that were pursuing, you know, um, pro level events or even, you know, kind of the, the, the amateur level events that were the, in the, in the higher end. And, and that, that sort of lit a fire in, under me as well to sort of help those kids. I felt like these guys have a good, you know, a, a, good, uh, a good track on getting to where they, they need to be, you know. And, and I've worked with, with, with kids, at, you know, at Mount Snow and at Vail and, and now that, you know, have a good chance to become, uh, you know, pro snowboarders. Um, either in the com competition world or the video world or even in, in just some aspect of snowboarding. So yeah. that's, uh, I, I felt like, I felt like definitely once I went to Vail, I saw that, that, that the, the pool of talent is, is bigger than just sort of the, the little New England bubble, uh, which was, which is cool to see. I kind of was in a bubble in, in Mount Snow where it was, you know, uh, it, it, it definitely, I definitely didn't leave that bubble for, for, for a while. And then once I got out to, to Vail or to Colorado, uh, you know, I definitely saw that, that there's a, uh, there's just a immense amount of talent everywhere. You know, there's a lot of talented kids and athletes in, in, in every state. I mean, there's good snowboarders from Florida I've met, you know, so yeah. it's, <laughs> you never think of that. Uh, it's it, it definitely opened it up it opened up my my eyes and and I think from that it, it helped to what I'm doing now you know yeah and then so so you, you worked at Vail for a little while I know um there's some other places and then of course you know I, you know I mentioned um Woodward earlier um yeah and obviously that's a little bit, uh, or at least Woodward East I don't know if you've worked at any of the other ones that actually have uh, or like Copper I don't know if Copper would how long copper has been around, but, um, with like East being out there in the middle of the summer, um, with no snow, how, how was that kind of transition from, you know, teaching somebody on, on the slopes and whatnot? Um, I can't remember when they actually brought on that snowboarding program. Um, but what was that kind of like that transition with the, the rolling boards and all that stuff from actual snow? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, anybody that's been to Woodward at copper, you know, the, those roller boards, uh, the ones that they have there are, are pretty polished, 
and roller skis are they're pretty polished compared to what we had when we first started at Woodward East. Uh, the the East program I didn't started, but uh, uh, Rick Chimpano and Phoebe Mills. Phoebe is uh, she she was an Olympic gymnast, um, and and Rick Chimpano was a, a a snowboard coach from a from a, an academy back east. They sort of uh, started a you know it, obviously at Woodward East there's no snow like you said, so we had to kind of they had to kind of adapt and improvise. So. Um, a lot of the tricks, especially Phoebe coming from the from the gymnastics world, she knew that she could use trampolines and foam pits to help kids with uh, air awareness. Uh, yeah. So realistically, our, our 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 the camp or that program started more as an air awareness camp. So uh, uh, using trampolines and using kind of harnesses inside those gyms at Woodward East um, to help kids do tricks in the air and learn how to do, you know, all these maneuvers. Back then it was sevens, nines, some flips, you know, now it's, you know, you see trampoline, trampolines get, help kids get uh, double corks and triple corks. And I mean, it, it's worked for all sides of action sports. Uh, but I know that, that the snowboard world kind of used it. Uh, and then, and then the roller boards kind of came around as a, as something to add on. So we weren't, uh, just in the gyms, you know, it wasn't like, you know, we, we, I know we were doing kind of the gymnastics maneuvers and, and learning how to, how to make them look to what we wanted to look like on, on a snowboard. Uh, so we, we created those, uh, we created those roller boards and, and, um, which, which some guy, it was some guy in the, I think he was from Colorado in his garage, just <laughs> said, let me use a piece of plexiglass and I had to put rollerblade wheels on it and attach uh, uh, snowboard bindings to it. It looked like a, it looked like a lunch tray with bindings and wheels. <laughs> and let's just say uh, we were definitely guinea pigs to, to what they got going at Woodward Copper now. I think that's a little more refined. Um, yeah. you know, and, and to sort of uh, 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 simulate being on a snowboard, you know, the, what, what you don't get sometimes in, on jumping on a trampoline is the feeling of, of hitting a jump, that forward movement. So we, we were sort of lacking that part of it. And that, that the rollerboards kind of, you know, it's like you've seen, you've seen some guys put uh, old tire tubes on a skateboard yeah, themselves to a skateboard and try that. So it was a little step up from that, but it wasn't, it wasn't that. The technology wasn't that more advanced than that. It definitely looked better than tire tubes on a skateboard. But yeah, kids were were sending into a foam pit, and you could you could do uh, snowboard snowboard like moves into the foam pit. Uh, and that was in one of the parks there. And and I mean Woodward East. Another thing we did a lot is get the kids to skate. I feel like skateboarding yeah. can definitely help with uh. I think a big thing with developing style for kids, you know, um, you know, snowboarding is all about having fluid, effortless style. And I feel like skateboarding definitely helps you, you know, helps you sort of get that, you know, get, get that little bit of style. There's, there's a lot of things I can maybe help teach or teach kids, but style is something that you, you have to come up with on your own. You know, yeah. I can, I can I can help kind of lead you into what I think is cool, but you know that's just my personal opinion and and sort of my what what I like to see. But 
you know, everybody's different. And I felt like, you know, adding skateboarding or, or we had kids that were BMXers or had other, other sports that they did. So uh, the cool thing about our program at, at East was that uh, they could, they could, they usually, they utilized the gym to do, you know, sort of stuff in the trampolines, but they were able to use the rest of the camp. And we all know that that place, uh, that place has, you know, countless skateboard parks and, and all sorts of stuff and, and, you know, little BMX jumps and big BMX jumps. So it definitely, you know, I think, I think a, a lot of the kids we got were just action sports enthusiasts. So they were, they, they snowboarded, but they, they also did other sports when it, there wasn't snow. So that was cool kind of to see, you know, yeah. we, we had, we had the, we had the plethora of different, different uh, disciplines with us. I'd say that, that was definitely the one advantage for any of the, the snowboarding kids or whatnot. Like you said, actually being able to use the gyms because um, BMX and skateboarding and all that stuff couldn't, uh, you had to sneak in there to use them. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I mean, like I said, I never had a gymnastics background. Uh, uh, for me, it was, I, I knew that, that jumping into a foam pit hurt less. You know, a lot of the times doing new tricks on a snowboard, it was less fine where the landing's really soft and there's a lot of pow on there. So, you know, it kind of, I took it as sort of that when these kids were in there, it's like jumping into a foam pit, it's going to hurt a little less. We definitely, uh, we definitely were frowned upon a little bit in there because I feel like gymnastics is sometimes definitely a little more structured. You know, and we were, we were sort of breaking the mold in there, going off axis. And, you know, we, I bet you to, to, uh, to the naked eye that, that we, it looked like we were just flopping everywhere, but we, we, we made it work back then. Yeah. And I think now a lot of, you see a lot of, uh, the snowboard pros have a little bit of that gymnastics background and, and are able to, I feel like what, what, what jumping on a trampoline for snowboarding or sort of the, the, the rollerboards and all that it just it's just safety net to try tricks and and more often now there's airbags and all this sort of stuff that just you know it, you know back when i was younger it was just huck it and hope you land it <laughs> now you're now you, you have all these different things where you can uh you can at least try it with 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 a little bit more a little a little safer kind of landing you know i mean jumping on a trampoline or into a bump it or even into those bags can still hurt you but it, it does give you a little bit more of safety net and i think it, it it helps kids be less less uh nervous or scared to to try something because they know that that uh that that there's a little bit of that uh cushion um you know so i i, I definitely you know i definitely get kids to try to use those tools um i'm always a big fan of these are just things that you can use to hopefully uh, pull the trigger on the hill and land something new because that's the ultimate goal. Uh, I don't, I'm not trying to make these kids the best gymnasts in the world. I'm trying to make them the best snowboarders. So we, we definitely use those tools, I think, to, to also learn how to fall correctly, yeah. how to save yourself. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a tool that, that back when I started snowboarding, we didn't have, you know, we, uh, for me or any of the, the guys I grew up with, we, we definitely uh, took some tumbles. <laughs> and I mean, these kids these days are doing 
way better tricks than I would ever even think of doing back when I was younger or even now, you know, every once in a while I'll, I'll send it into the airbags or into the foam pit. But my days of giving a, a crap about my snowboarding, I think are, are, are long gone. I, I have my moments of glory, but not, uh, they're far and few in between and, and definitely on, on, on those, on those nice soft days. Uh, so just kind of having fun with it <laughs> yeah no i mean now now you know I, I get i get kids to try stuff that uh, i should have maybe tried when i was their age but i kind of you know that I, nothing nothing wrong with living vicariously through someone you know no yeah you know. <laughs> i don't i don't blame you there i mean i see the same thing with these kids not that i'm coaching any kids riding bmx bikes but it's the same thing like even seeing things that i would do you know five ten years ago that i won't do now it's just yeah it's just different <laughs> well i mean it's you know in, in the snowboard world and i'm pretty sure everywhere because i see you know i follow a lot of action sports i like watching the x games i like watching do tour you know uh, i like watching just just any 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 snowboarding anywhere uh, but even other sports it's you know the the age range has become so much younger oh you yeah know? you know you watch skateboard big air and it's all you know, it's all, or even BMX. I think BMX definitely, uh, in BMX, I feel like there's definitely still that older group of guys because I feel like, you know, a bike, a bike is definitely a, 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 a bigger, a bigger, uh, you know, a bigger, you know, thing to hold or whatever. Yeah. You know, skateboard, you know, they don't make you know, really small bikes for small guys. So like big air, you know, you definitely see some of the older guys, but skateboard, big air or snowboard, big air, or, you know, any of those sports there, it's, it's flooded with like 12 to 15 year olds. And I'm like, wow. You know, it's so gnarly. They don't, they, they don't even realize what they're doing. <laughs> There's no, the fine tricks and they're barely out of uh, eighth grade. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so kind of getting into that you know what what do you what, what do you have going on now as far as um you know i know you, you have a, you still do uh camp woodward um you have a couple other programs that you do um so yeah so what do you have going on nowadays so so after you know right after veil i went back east actually to to another academy uh carabasa valley academy so i sort of did the academy world for like 15 years um, of my snowboard coaching career. Um, and then two years ago, I decided I wanted to go back out West. Well, I mean, I, I, I knew that I wanted to go back out West. That wasn't like, okay, predetermined. I'm going back to Colorado, but I wanted to try to pursue my own. I wanted to start my own business. Yeah. In a sense. I wanted to, if it was going to be a, a snowboard group of kids for that, I could kind of, you know, recruit and put together and go out west or, or kids that I had coached before or whatever. Um, you know, a lot of these a lot of these athletes or these kids, you know, even after high school, they still have a chance to kind of pursue the competitive world. They can pursue the video or photo world. And, uh, you know, I wanted to sort of give them a, have, have somebody to, to, to be their backbone, you know, um, be their be their coach in a sense and you know sometimes the the word coach is like okay what are, what are you really doing but you're putting you know you're helping these kids you know if it's if it's helping them you know push through a new maneuver or helping them 
book flights or putting all that stuff together. So I decided I wanted to do my own, my own group, my own program. Um, but I, I, I saw that, you know, and I wanted to do it out West uh, and Colorado was probably my first choice. So I, I, I sort of researched it and saw that it definitely would have taken me a good amount of, um, of sort of startup money to, to do it on my own. And I, I've always had, uh, there was this uh, other coach when I was out East, uh, Ron Quixote, and he, he had a pretty successful uh, snowboard career in halfpipe. He made it to the Olympics, uh, did pretty well for himself, part of the U.S. team, the U.S. snowboard team. And uh, he started his own group uh, while I was still at Mount Snow. And, you know, sort of throughout the years, kind of, we've talked about doing something together. And if I ever move out West, you know, maybe we should try to get something together. And I saw an opportunity to, to partner up with, with him and sort of have a, a good bridge between the two programs, you know, kids that wanted to pursue, you know, a longer season or one, you know, we can intertwine and, and sort of, you know, bridge the two programs together. So I partnered up with him. He, he owns, uh, the American Snowboard Training Center, or uh, ASTC for short, short, you know, ASTC uh, is, is uh, he, he does a, a snowboard only academy out of, out of Vermont, out of actually Mount Snow. Okay. And, uh, so he, I, I, I wanted to go out, I wanted to go out west, so I partnered up with him and, um, and recruited like two or three kids of my own and went out, went out West. And we, uh, uh, I called it, uh, the name of it is uh, ASTC Colorado. So it's sort of an offshoot from, from the ASTC back home. Um, and it helped me, it had kind of gave me, gave me a little bit of a, a name, gave me a little bit of a, of a, of help with having a little bit of a, like I said, a, a bridge between the two programs and, and it was, it definitely gave me a little boost in sort of the recruiting or sort of the prestige of my program and, and you know, help, help, help my first year be pretty successful. Uh, I, had, I had four kids, which in the scheme of things, it doesn't seem like much, but I felt like my first year in business, it, was, uh, it wasn't too bad, you know, and, and it got me out west. You know, we did a full season there. We did, we did, uh, uh, you know, numerous events. Uh, we had had really a, a, a mixture of, of different athletes. I had some half pipe athletes. I had some slope style athletes. Definitely was a learning curve for me for for trying to balance everything myself. Uh, you know, what 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 Ron helped me with too was, uh, you know, I never, like I said, I've never been a big office guy so he helped with a little bit of the 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 behind the scenes stuff in 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 our in my program which is cool it gave me just the, the ability to just be just be a coach and be on snow and and that's that's me i like being in the trenches yeah. more than, than in the office um you know i definitely had some choices to go back and be a program director at some of these big academies but I decided I just wanted to pursue it on my own because I wanted to, I wanted to snowboard every day. You know, that was, that's always been my thing since I think I, uh, I, I 
I decided to move to the mountains is I, I want to snowboard for a job and get paid to snowboard every day, you know, and, and I've, I've made it, I've made it this far, you know, I'm, I'm probably 16, 17 years in. And, uh, I definitely, you know, with this last year, the program, like I said, I have four kids this year. I, uh, we have, uh, around eight or nine kids, you oh, know, wow. two coaches and I've never, you know, like, I've never wanted a, a, a by myself or with the, the ratio to be more than five kids to a coach. So uh, we sort of uh, kind of doubled the, the number we had last year. We had some younger, younger kids in the group this year. We had some older, you know, older uh, male and female athletes in, in, in my group. And uh, it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's doing pretty well. And I feel like, where we got we definitely got i got room to learn room to grow uh but i think with my background it's it's definitely helped me you know I, I feel like if i um if i decided to do this 10 years ago i definitely would have been out of my element now yeah. you know 10 years down the road i knew that i could i could at least be successful for a year and see where it went and now starting to kind of you know the the it's starting to build up into something and and i'm glad i i, I made the move the, the partnership's been good uh you know ron ron's got some really talented kids back east i have some talented kids here at, you know or in colorado and uh i think the the two programs are growing uh there, there's also actually a, a third program in michigan it's called astc michigan and and it, same same concept just trying to bridge all three programs and have a, a place for these kids to like, if they want to go out East, there's, there's a spot there and a group there to ride with. If there's, you know, the out West and in, even in Michigan. So it's, it's actually turning into, you know, into something that I feel like could, could build into something big. And, and, um, you know, I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm 40 years old, so it's, uh, you know, uh, I want to, you know, I don't know, I guess, I, I, I hope I, I can retire when I'm 60, but, you know, I feel like, you know, being a snowboarder for a living, it's not that bad. And I think I can do it. For, not at all. For, for, and <laughs> you know, I never did this for the money, but I feel like, you know, it, it definitely has helped me have a roof over my head. And that's, that's, that's all I sometimes care about is, is making sure I, I'm, I'm helping these these kids uh, push it, and you know if it if it helps me if it helps me have a roof over my head. Hey, you know that's uh, I think I'm doing okay. You know I'm never I'm never gonna make a million dollars doing what I'm doing, but I'm rich. I'm rich in in experiences for sure. I'll say you go to sleep happy. You know? <laughs> every every day, I still have all my hair and no grays. There's <laughs> not many. There's not many forty year old dudes. I, I don't think. I mean, there's probably, but I feel like I'm, I'm doing all right. That's awesome. And it sounds like, like you said, having the different partnerships and, um, and even like you said, they're kind of creating these, um, uh, kind of the, the network, if you will, the group across the, the United States. It sounds awesome growing. What, what kind yeah, of, it, it definitely have a, you know, it's like a feeder program to each, all each to each other, you know, like, yeah, it, uh, you know, and, 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 uh, you, like I said, we talked about, what I do in the summer, um, you know, I coach at a, at a high cascade snowboard camp and that's out at, uh, 
that's out at um, in Oregon, in uh, in the Mount Hood, where there's still snow in the summer. It's a it's a glacier skiing over there, so wow. you're able to snowboard year round if you wanted to. Um, yeah, and so the that one is just a, a, the same concept as as uh, Woodward, uh, but we definitely uh, I think the the you know we we have the ability to build bigger features and uh, it's it's uh we we have our own private lane that that uh just we can build uh like very progressive parks uh we get kids from everywhere in the world coming yeah. there just as any camp i mean you know like i said i've worked to, with all the camps and they all have something to give to to the world of action sports you know woodward high cascade all of them um, you know, it's, I, I definitely, what, what, what I love about high cascade is for sure. We, we, uh, we're, you know, we're, we're able to, to, to bring kids and, and help have them have a, a safe time on snow. And we have kids that are, you know, beginners and we have kids that are doing, you know, pro level events. So we get the mixture of all those kids there and and you know we it's a good place to recruit kids for the my other programs you know yeah it, it definitely see lets me see that what what uh the talent pool looks like in one in one place you know and and you know i know there's kids from other programs there so there's you know we we help those guys just go back to their programs and and just be the best snowboarders they can be uh so it's i, I definitely uh with that job last year, I took that job, and and I'm heading back there this summer. Uh, I've I've definitely figured out how to, how to have sort of an endless winter, which isn't too bad. You know, I definitely had lapses where I didn't snowboard year round, but I mean, the last last year I probably went over the 200 day mark easily for sure oh, really? on snow. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know. Uh, uh, the the forty year old knees are are definitely taking a toll, but I'm not I'm not ready to to hang up the boots just yet. So oh, you it, can't yet. Yeah, <laughs> not, not yet. What as far as like the the different programs and stuff? I mean, you know, obviously you said you know you're you're uh, working with kids and training with the kids a lot and helping them with their skills and and technical stuff. But what kind of um, you know, I guess for the you know for like the smaller groups, like you said, you know, when you had the the team of four kids and now a team of eight or nine kids you know what other kind of opportunities come up with them as far as you know I'm sure you guys travel some um, I'm sure you part of those programs too is kind of help getting them um, uh, to different competitions and whatnot how often do you guys do stuff like that and like kind of what is that what does that part of the program look like so so yeah I mean uh, you know obviously the 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 kids I coach nowadays are, are following sort of the competitive world of snowboarding. So there's a bunch of different like uh, competition series out there, uh, uh, you know, and, and there's regional events, there's national events, there's obviously those big events like do tour or, or the grand prix or a lot of those like bigger events that you see X games. So we, uh, the kids I coach are the ones I personally coach are pursuing sort of, getting into the bigger level events. So these are, you know, uh, 
male and female athletes that are doing, you know, sort of bigger tricks, I guess, in a sense, or they go to events with bigger jumps. Uh, the crew that the younger kids are, are working their way there. So we, you know, the, the, I have a mixture with, with me and this other coach, Elliot Martinez. We, uh, you know, I hate, I hate using the word, uh, we have a development team, but it's, it's sort of that we're developing them, developing them to become the, uh, the, the snowboarders into the bigger events. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's the younger crew and the older crew, I guess would be easier. Uh, and these kids are, they're competing every weekend. Uh, uh, the regional events are usually around the mountains in Colorado. Uh, and then there's a big national competition at Copper Mountain. USASA uh, is the name of the, the, the organization that sort of holds that event. And that's a big culmination of all the regional events and all the riders from those. And they come and compete against each other in, in age groups. Uh, or or open class, which is like, it's it's sort of the 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 group of kids that are the best in in each age group, and they come together and and compete against each other in in slope style half pipe, uh, border cross, so like snowboard racing, uh, all the disciplines. Uh, then the guys, and then there's other sort of uh, higher level events, uh, more national level events so like traveling to i'm i'm actually sitting in in uh in canada right now in the middle of uh of uh i think ontario uh, or near you know near toronto uh there's a competition here at, at this mountain called moonstone we're here for a slope style so yeah i mean we travel to some of the events are local in in colorado and some of the events could be easily uh across the the ocean in uh you know in 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 austria or switzerland so we we definitely we definitely get to travel to events it's it's sort of following where what what tour and what events they need to do to helping you know uh some of the the kids i coach now are are trying to be get on the national team the u.s team so they they have to acquire points uh and we could talk forever about that stuff but it's it's like in anything you're you do events to acquire points and hopefully get invited to bigger events it's so it's you know it's it's uh there's uh it's like it's like other sports like baseball there's you know the there's the 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 little leagues the minor leagues and the major leagues so it's it's what what step and where that kid falls in that step and then what events they want to do um i'm also a big fan i mean as 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 great as competitions are, um, I'm a big fan of going out and just snowboarding and then getting, getting good footage of the kids, you know, making good video parts so that at the end of the year, the end of the season, they're stoked on how much they progress. And that actually helps with the whole, you know, sponsorship getting yeah. kind of program. And, and, and that, that's, I feel like sometimes that's a little more exciting because it, it, it you know, a lot of these events, these kids go to and they could do well, but it's, it's a one day of your snowboarding. It's what, you know, how good were you on that day? Exactly. You know, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you're good. Sometimes you're not, you know, and it's, and it's, uh, it's the nature of the beast, you know, and, and I feel like just going out and riding and, and, and just riding the parks wherever you are and, and sort of getting footage, I guess, is, or footy as they call it these days and, 
it's all, you know, uh, Instagram and Facebook, you know, all these kids want to put out their best snowboarding. So it's going out and I, uh, and, and videoing them doing, doing, doing some good snowboarding. And I feel like uh, what's funny is now, you know, like I went to school for video production. I never pursued it. And uh, <laughs> now it kind of like has come full circle where I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm videoing <laughs> these kids and I'm producing their, their season edits or I'm putting stuff together. So it's sort of like, you know, the, the job kind of helped me transition into, into what I went to school for anyway. See, that's, um, that's awesome. That's kind of ties together like that. Though. <laughs> yeah, no. And then, you know, I, I always felt like it would, I think at the beginning of, of, of my snowboard coaching career, it definitely was like, okay, you know, now I can see, you know, it, it does. A lot of these kids are, are, are sponsored snowboarders. Um, I have a girl, Ellie Duco, who rides for four or five companies and, uh, you know, it's, it's keeping them happy. I have this other girl, Dana, to, who's pursuing and trying to put stuff together to send to, to, to sponsors. So it's, it's teaching them how to, how to properly talk to those guys too. You know, it's not only, I feel like the snowboarding is the easy part sometimes for my job. It's, uh, it's, it's sort of all the networking and everything they have to do to, you know, and to, to, to showcase their skills, you know, and, and it's, it's, uh, sometimes it's on me to make sure that, that they're, uh, they're keeping on top of that, you know, yeah. and, and I enjoy that. I feel like I, I knew that I never was going to be a pro skater or a pro snowboarder at a very early stage in any of those careers. I knew I, I, I was okay at, at both, but I knew I, I made that decision early in my career that I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to make money being a pro snowboarder, but it's not bad now that I get paid to snowboard. So I kind of fell into it and made my own sort of path. And, and a lot of people have done the same thing, but uh, it, it was just like, you know, I, I definitely busted my, my ass. And now I feel like, you know, like it, it's all paying off. I wish I was, I wish I was 20 and not 40, but <laughs> it definitely, you know, helping these kids for sure helps me keep me in, 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 and, and stoked about snowboarding and helping them be stoked about snowboarding. Um, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was going to say, kind of, you know, it, it, it allows you to help them, but not only, you know, just with snowboarding, but things like, you know, um, that networking kind of marketing themselves as a, as an individual as well, you know, their attitude and whatnot. So there's some, I'm, I'm sure there's some life skills, um, that kind of fall into that, 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 probably most people out, you know, outside of, you know, the snowboarding world or whatnot probably don't tie those two things together. Right. Um, they, they always, you know, back when I was growing up, it was always, you know, like the snowboarders were looked as the, the, the stoners or the skateboarders. We were the, or even any like BMXers. It was, you know, I grew up in Clifton, New Jersey and it was a big BMX scene over there and, you know, animal bikes, I think was over there. Yeah. Uh, so it was, we were always frowned upon and looked upon as being the, the stone, stoners and like these guys are going nowhere, you know. And then I kind of was, you know, in high school, I was sort of a, a jock as well. So it, it kind of was in, in two groups, but I never labeled myself anything. I just, you know, if I wanted to hang out with, with my jockey friends, I would go hang out with them. If I wanted to hang out with my skater friends, so I never... I never labeled myself, but definitely, you know, uh, 
the snowboarders or the skateboarders were always like, oh, look at these guys. They're never going to be anything. And now it's it's crazy that, that you know, you know, it's, you know, skateboarding or BMX or snowboarding are like the big events that people watch in, in, on TV. You know, when you, you know, you watch like the Olympics or any of the, the X Games or, or do tours, it's, it's, it's all in the forefront now. So all those, all those stoner kids, I guess, uh, figured it out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's that, like you said, there's that always been that negative stigma. And then now like watching how, how it's blowing up and on mainstream and then, you know, all the opportunities that come with it. Um, yeah. And, and you know what, there's, there's a, there's a double edged sword there, you know, like I've always, you know, the, the core, the core snowboarder skater in me is like, Oh, whatever, do tour all this, but you know what? There's, there's a place for, for everything. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like if, if you, if, if these kids want to market themselves and, 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 and get help, you know, they travel to events, they do, you know, it's not a, it's not a cheap sport to be a skateboarder or a snowboarder these days. It's, you know, you got to travel to places. So if, if you're, if you got the skills and you're, you're able to network yourself and, and get, get companies to help, help you with your travel budget or any of that stuff, it's, it's, uh, it definitely, it definitely is a, it's a big push for, for you to be able to do these things. So a lot of the times is it's, yeah, it's, you know, helping these kids market themselves, helping these kids, you know, become better humans in a sense, you know, like a lot of the times all the kids have coached have, uh, were prepared for, to go to, you know, they're, they're not all going to be pro snowboarders. So it's preparing them for life and, and be able to defend for themselves and be self-sufficient, you know, yeah. you know, it's, sometimes it's teaching a kid, you know, when we're on the road, it's teaching a kid how to, how to cook an egg or back in the floor, you know, and then it's, you know, and it's, it's sometimes it's like that. And, and you know what, uh, it's, it's, I don't have kids of my own, but it's like, you know what, I have, I have 16 years of, 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 of having all aged kids in my group. And, and, you know, it's like, you know, at some point, hopefully I, I have kids of my own, but I, I feel like I've, uh, I've helped kids become, better human beings. And that's, that's not a bad thing, you know? No, that's, that's an awesome thing. You know, they, 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 it prepares them for college. It prepares them for what they want to pursue. If it's uh, if it's in the snowboard world or if it's whatever, you know, like, you know, I've helped kids be, you know, I, I remember teaching kids uh, the whole video production thing when I was uh, at some of these academies and, and helping that side. And some of them have become good filmers and good photographers. So, you know, way better. They, my, my goal is, I think, to, to help these kids become way better than me, than I would ever, I ever was on a snowboard. And that's like, or, or whatever. It's, it's, it's pushing them to just be successful. Um, okay. You know, it's a glamorous life of a snowboard coach. It's great, but it's not that great. So I want them to be, I want them to be in the snowboard business, but not take my job just yet. Yeah. <laughs> save, save, save you for that one. <laughs> yeah. Save that one for you. That's funny. Um, so, so I guess kind of to kind of go back full circle with some of yeah. that stuff, you know, what, um, what's some, it, you know, you, you kind of went up the ranks through a couple of different ways as far as the coaching and, and now full circle to the video videography and whatnot. 
Um, so what's, what's some advice that you could give for somebody that might be, you know, kind of like you said, you know, into the sports and whatnot, but, you know, maybe not be, be not wanting to pursue a, um, a professional as far as like competitions and that kind of level of it, you know, what's some advice that you give them. And then on the other side of that, you know, you know, you, like you said, you interact with these different kids all the time. You see different talent, you see different attitudes, you, you teach them how to network and market. What is, um, what's one piece of advice that you could, you know, give to just, uh, you know, some random kid, uh, out there on the slopes, you know, you know, if they want to pursue something like getting more involved with competitions or even, you know, the discipline to, uh, you know, start filming themselves and try to get themselves out there. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I feel like I tell kids, you know, obviously some of them, some of the kids I have are, 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 are very good in the competitive world. Uh, some of the kids that I've coached have, have, um, are very good snowboarders, but the competitive world is not their, their cup of tea. You know, uh, uh, some of the other kids will never be the greatest snowboarder in the world, but they, they, they've developed a, a, a good skill. They've became the best snowboarders they could be, you know, and, and I, I always tell kids to find, if you want to stay relevant in any sport is find a good niche, a good, a good, like Avenue that's going to keep you in there. If it's, if it's competing and doing well at competitions and going up that ladder, that's fine. You know, if it's, if it's uh, going out and having a friend film you and you put out video parts, I feel like these days there's, there's so many avenues to, to get famous or, or not as famous, but just to get, to get noticed uh, in the video side of uh, and photo side of stuff because of like Instagram and that sort of instant instant gratification that you can get from from those things, um, you know it's it's find find your niche if it's com competing if it's filming it's if it's if it's you in front of the camera or you being behind the camera and filming your friend like that's a you know it's all it's all art right? yeah. you know guys all these kids are, are, are artists you know like uh, a kid is painting a uh, 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 painting you know a uh, uh, a picture on on the on the course with different tricks or this guy's painting a uh, you know the his he's pushing his artistic freedom through how he videos or edits something for his friend you know and and I feel like you know I call them athletes but they're not it's just we're all we're all trying to just uh, you know make what we're doing look good. You yeah, know? and that's that's uh, if if you find your niche, you can make a long career in in whatever it is. Um, because you know even the the competitive world that comes to an end after a while. You know, there's always somebody. There's always going to be somebody better than you somewhere. Yeah, they might they might not be here yet. They're, they they might still be six or seven years old but at some point somebody will kick your butt you know and and it's it's uh if you're and 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 you know your niche or your your what you pursue in in that sport can change you know if if you're a big competitor and after a while you're like okay um i think i've done my 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 due diligence in competing i'm gonna go you know get filmed you know and i'm gonna go get get some footage and try to be on a, in a snowboard video or, um, you know, any, any connections you've made through sponsors and stuff could easily become something like going and 
you know, being uh, working for one of those uh, snowboard companies. I know, I know guys that were big competitors that after a while they made a little bit of money and bought businesses. If it's a, a skater, a snowboard shop, I mean, I know, I know a lot of people are buying stuff online, but I'm always a big fan of going into shops. You know, yeah. that was like, if anything, it's like the, the feeling of sitting in a, in a skate or a snowboard shop. It's cool. I remember watching movies for the first time at, at, at the skate, my local skate shop, you know, like at the, in the first time I saw the movie dumb and dumber was at my skate <laughs> shop. So like those experiences, I feel like I wish they would come back or be out there more, you know, but to just, just to find, find what, what is going to keep you relevant in that sport. And it could, it, it doesn't have to be, what you're doing at that moment in that sport it's it could easily be it could change if you're a big competitor and and you're done competing try to find how you can keep yourself in there and find what 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 makes you what sets you apart from the other person you know yeah so it's kind of like what motivates you what kind of drives you to yeah then figure out how to to use that to stay relevant yeah and then and, and you know what if if it, it, like I said, when I, when I started doing this, I didn't think, you know, I, look, I, I, I was born in the Dominican Republic. I should be uh, uh, drinking coconut water and <laughs> being on a beach. Uh, somehow, like, when I, when, I, when I moved to the States, you know, I, I, I saw that skateboarding was cool and then snowboarding was around. So I, I'm like, I'm going to try to do that. And... And now, like, 16, 17, 18 years into doing this, after I decided to move to the mountains, I'm like, wow, how do, you know, I can't believe I'm doing this, you know, I've, uh, you know, it's, I'm one of, I'm one of the, the, the few, the proud, the, the Latin men in snowboarding, you know, like, yeah. I don't know, I don't know how that, it, it's, it, it, it worked out for me. And I'm going to say my first couple of years doing it, I was definitely always out of my element for sure. Like I, I was like, I, I was wet behind the ears. I didn't know what was going on, but if you ask me now, now I'm, you know, I, I feel like I can do this for another 20 years. Do I want to be a 60 year old snowboard coach? Probably not, but I, I, I told myself, I, I, I I don't want to get a real job just yet. I don't blame you there. <laughs> you know, so it's and 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 I, I'm not knocking that. This is the the greatest job in the world. It's it, you know now being sort of a business owner and partnered up with like having a successful or, or or starting to be a successful business is starting to be something like you know what if I if I can build on this maybe I'll I'll retire and I'll you know I'll. Who knows? It, the, my 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 definition of retiring is probably more. I just want to be on my snowboard. So like, you know, I'm. I'll probably never buy a house, but uh, because I feel like I just want to be in different places. This job has helped me travel to travel around the world, and then uh, I have friends that are very successful at other at other uh, uh, more. Uh, you know, office jobs, you know, whatever they may be like stockbrokers or whatever. And they're always asking me, telling me that, that they, they, they love what I'm doing. Like they're jealous of me being on the road and snowboarding every day. And I'm like, well, you know, you guys are financially stable, but they're like, no, but you get to 
you get to travel around the world. And I'm like, you know what? I am, I am pretty, I am pretty lucky to, to have those sort of this, uh, this life that I sort of built on my own, you know? Right. And, and like I said, uh, yeah, if I think the only way I'm ever going to be a millionaire is if I win the lottery and probably if I win the lottery, I'm going to, I'm going to throw it all into snowboarding somewhere or another. <laughs> Cause I want to just, you know, I, I live by the board and probably die by the board, you know, and hopefully I don't, those words don't become true, but hey, you know what? Knock on wood for you now. <laughs> yeah. That's a lighter note. No. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. Well, um, so kind of to wrap things up, where can, um, where can people find you, um, all the different programs and everything you have going on online to kind of, follow what you have going on seeing like you said all the different places that you guys are traveling and the different events and you know even checking out some of the the younger talent that you're working with where, where can they yeah. all find you online so so my uh i guess uh, my instagram handle is uh the will rivera so t-h-e and then my name will w-i-l-l-r-i-v-e-r-a um that's my my instagram handle on Facebook, it's just, I believe it's just William Rivera. Uh, for our programs, my uh, my program out west, the Instagram handle is ASTC Colorado. Uh, so it's, it's two C's. Uh, so ASTC and then another C for Colorado. Uh, and then uh, ASTC Snow is our program out east. And um, I'm... I believe that our, our website, yeah, our website is asdcsnow.org. Uh, and that's our, our, that you can get a lot of uh, info on all the programs. Uh, the summer, summer camp is High Cascade Snowboard Camp. And you can, you can, if you type that in, that the first, probably the first thing that comes up will be High Cascade. Uh, it's a pretty popular and then well-known camp. Um, some of the, like I said, some of the talented girls and guys I, I, I have the pleasure of coaching, you can check out and, and uh, I, I keep my, I feel since I have a, a couple more followers than my, than my, uh, my business uh, Instagram page. Uh, so I, I keep them both pretty much with the same, the same content. Um, I think in this day and age, Facebook and Instagram, are, are probably the way to to sort of stay in touch. I feel like I'm probably uh, um, putting stuff on Instagram more than anything because it's such a it's such an instant reach to to the audience. So it's it definitely that's, that's probably where you can see most of it. Uh, and and then from there, a lot of the stuff's linked to the other the other things, the other programs, and the the website. So. Uh, Instagram would probably be the best way to, to keep on top of it. Awesome. Yeah. As I say, you, you post a lot of videos and stuff on Instagram and follow you of course and everything. So, um, guys, make sure you, you check out all those, um, different programs and, and Will's Instagram and whatnot. Um, and of course I'll have all this stuff linked up, but Will, thanks again for coming on and kind of telling your story about, you know, you know, starting in the Dominican and now, you know, out in Colorado and whatnot. So, uh, it's been an awesome journey and it's for you, it sounds like, and then you're doing some awesome things with the kids. So uh, thanks for that. And yeah, thanks again for, for coming on, on the show. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. And, and like I said, I, I, I to, to, 
finish it off is just, uh, you know, anything you do, yeah, just do it with style. And, and I feel like that, that, that's just the way to be. And, um, whatever, whatever you pursue, uh, yeah, just, just, just do what, do what you love. And that's, uh, that's how I'm going to leave it. Hey, I mean, I think it's the perfect way to leave it. <laughs> Hey guys, I really appreciate you listening and would absolutely love if you left a rating on iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, or wherever you're listening to this. Your feedback is our inspiration to continue these stories and grow.